Pardon the interruption, but I'm Frank Isola, and welcome to the Phil and Frank Show. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Settle down, Spartan. Settle down. You're not part of the revolution. I don't think I am. Am Um, I allowed to come back tomorrow? You're allowed to come back tomorrow. I don't guarantee that I'll be here if you come back. (laughs) The Phil and Frank Show, is that what we're calling it from now on? Uh, They made me do it. FIF, not PTI. I like that. That maybe maybe works for you. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon has the day off, so I'm pleased to be joined by our good friend from The Athletic, Mr. Frank Isola. They're part of the revolution. That's great. That's great. (laughs) Just pay for the house like that every week. It works. But we begin today with potential intrigue and second guessing in Baltimore. Joe Flacco is fully healthy, but the Ravens will start Lamar Jackson at home against Tampa Bay on Sunday. Current Ravens coach John Harbaugh said, quote, Every decision is based on what makes us the strongest possible team we can be. That's how we feel about this decision, and we're rolling, unquote. Frank, is this the right call for the Ravens? Yeah, it's the right call. It's a smart call. They had won three straight games with Lamar Jackson as a starting quarterback. They would have won four in a row if not for Patrick Mahomes making that terrific play on fourth down. So I don't buy this. You, you can't lose your job if you're injured. What is that, one of the Ten Commandments that we don't know about? It? They're playing well without him. This is about winning. I trust the coach in this situation. What is interesting to me is that this team under Flacco was four and five. That's right. And they were left at the side of the road. And everybody said they're not going anywhere. And reporting was prevalent that John Harbaugh would leave this team either by his own volition or somebody else at the end of the season. Lamar Jackson has given them life. Lamar Jackson has given him life. But also needs to be said that Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl there. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl. And there are a bunch of guys in that locker room that have feelings for Joe Flacco because they know what he can do under pressure in playoffs, which we don't know about Lamar Jackson at all. And we know Lamar Jackson fumbles a lot. I, I, I think that Flacco... I think it might be wise to get him into the game. I, I really do. I think that, it might be but wise. But, Tony, that doesn't mean it can't happen. Right. And if Jackson does struggle, and you mentioned the fumbles. He has eight fumbles and five turnovers. It's and that's, and that's an issue. And you can tell when he's standing in the pocket, he doesn't yet have that feeling of knowing when he's going to get hit or where the rush is coming from. He's inexperienced. Yep. He's young. The only way you're going to get better is by playing. I don't mind the move because I know that John Harbaugh doesn't have – any second thoughts about possibly going to Flacco, to Flacco. if he's struggling? Why not? So the, other, the, the context in this that people have to look at is Lamar Jackson was drafted in the first round. That's right, 32nd okay. pick. So he's the future of this team. It may be happening a little quicker than people thought, but nobody should be blindsided by this because the Ravens went out and got him specifically, knowing he's a completely different stylistic quarterback than Flacco. Yeah, and they're averaging 228 yards rushing when Jackson plays. And as you know, Tony, if they cut Flacco after the, uh, after the season, they get a lot of savings in salary cap. cap. Yeah, so cap you know they're thinking about right now sure. and sure. in the future. Sure. All right, the NFL's transient franchise, the Oakland Raiders, could be moving next season before they move to Vegas in 2020. With the city of Oakland filing a federal lawsuit against the Raiders and the NFL, there's a possibility that team owner Mark Davis, who has the option to play in the Oakland Coliseum in 2019, could move to, get ready, Santa Clara, San Diego, Glendale, Reno, or even Vegas. Tony, are you starting to doubt the Raiders will play in Oakland next season? So the, the Raiders have done this dance a bunch. They have moved more than any team in the That's NFL. Right. There have been lawsuits against them for 30 years. They moved first to Los Angeles. They moved back to Oakland. Now they're moving to Vegas. I, I actually think they're going to be in Oakland next year because there's a lot of money at stake. I mean, where is Oakland going to make up the money that the Raiders bring in when they sell 65,000 seats, you know, in, in every game they play? And I, I, 
You can't be surprised if you're yeah. Oakland. You shouldn't be acting out of peak if you're Oakland. It makes no sense not to let them stay one more year. But, but Mark Davis is thinking, why should I give you three, four, five million dollars in rent right. when you're going to use that money to sue me once I leave to go to Las Vegas? Because three or four or five million dollars in rent is nothing with the amount of money that a team like that brings in. I, I mean, look, the Raiders have nothing to lose in this circumstance. They hired a coach, John Gruden, gave him a 10-year deal. Then they fired the GM. So Gruden holds all of the power in this team. He has to be, he's under no pressure to win now, no pressure to win next year. He's under some pressure to go to Vegas with a team that can win. Why do the fans come back? It's like they're in an abusive abusive relationship. The team team. constantly leaves, they're going to leave again. They love the team. They dress up more than any group of fans anywhere their loyalty is unquestioned one of the things that has been said about them moving to vegas is it's close enough to open <laughs> that people will make the drive I, and they'll get there mark davis by the way he called the lawsuit meritless and malicious what do you that think was going to be our stage name if we ever came up with right, a rap yeah, group. Right. Well, so what do you think he's going to say about this i just think i think that they have both sides have been through this enough that I think they stay one more year. Maybe you don't. They have unbelievable fans, though, because they'll continue to support the team next season if they play in Oakland, knowing that they're leaving. That's right. That's right. According to The Athletic, there is movement among college football coaches and administrators to expand the playoff format from the current four teams to eight teams. There we go. Now, some of this is fueled by anti-SEC sentiment, citing the proliferation of SEC teams in the current structure. And some of it is fueled by sympathy for non-Power 5 schools like UCF being left out. Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, which has been left out a bunch, said, quote, it's an appropriate thing to begin thinking about, unquote. Frank, you want eight? You know what? I do, but I do get I have to laugh when I hear how they're doing this because they want to see a team like UCF get a chance. This is about the Pac-12 not getting a team in. This is about the Big Ten not getting a team in. And you know what? They could figure out a way to make it work. If you had Washington in there with Ohio State, Georgia would get a wild card. And then you can put the Cinderella team in there, UCF, and they can get their game against Alabama. At The, the first round would be at the higher-seeded's home field, so there would be some fun in that. Why not eight teams? Here, um, th- this, the anti-SEC sentiment is going to cause me to do a will bond. Because Wilbon would look right at you, and you would be me, and he would say the following thing. You don't want the SEC in there? Beat Alabama. Or shut up. Or shut up. I agree with that. Okay? The second part is, let's go to the UCF thing. This is absurd posturing of political correctness. Because let's say that the best non-Power 5 conference comes in at 10 and 2 and is ranked number 20. Do you think schools and big conferences are going to invite them in? There is No. no chance that they want them at all. This is to save the Big Ten to save the Pac-10, to save the Big 12, and stuff like that. I I like eight. I like six with buys. But I don't hate four. Four has worked out fine. It's very exciting. I don't don't think there's any particular driving need to make it eight, though eight is good. Eight's good. If Alabama, the funny thing is Alabama doesn't make its conference championship game last season, and they get in. If they had lost this and they year, win, they, I believe they win. Yes, but and if they didn't win this year, they still would have been. One of, of the course, top they would have gotten in because it's based on the eye test. That's yeah. But you you want eight? Yeah, eight. Well, and number yes, nine is going to scream. I, I I want eight, but but I'm not standing up and screaming that four is bad. Yeah, I agree. Eight, so it's fine. Well, you know why? It's the same thing after every uh, college football season before they had the playoff. You said this team's number one. This team should be number one. You're always going to fight. That's part of the fun of it. College football is great. Just don't go to 64 and then no. 68 like the basketball Plus, game. don't forget college finals in December. 
Oh, I'm sure all these, all these kids are some taking of them, Some of them. Yeah. All, right. all three of them. Brian Windhorst is reporting that the Los Angeles Clippers have an ambitious plan to one-up LeBron and the Lakers, and it includes signing both Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant next summer. The Clippers will have the salary cap space to make it work, but the question is whether dancing Steve Ballmer, Jerry West, Lawrence Frank, and Doc Rivers have the cachet to pull it off. All right, Tony, you have confidence that this plan will come to fruition. So part of this story says that the Clippers are scouting yes. Durant and Kawhi Leonard. That is a total waste of money. What, what do you have to go see them? What don't you know about them? They are top five players. Yes. This is insane to have to go scout them. Do I have confidence in this? I, I'm going to – my answer is no, I don't have confidence in this. But I know you cover the league, and I know you know a lot about basketball. So I would ask you this. Why does Kevin Durant hate LeBron James so much? Why does he take every opportunity to publicly rail against LeBron James? It is clear he will not go to the Lakers and play with LeBron James. But the last diatribe, he also included Kawhi Leonard. He specifically named Kawhi and said, that's the kind of young player that will not benefit at all from playing with LeBron. Can you explain to me, is it jealousy? I think there's a little bit of that. And I think it's unfair to LeBron James because wherever LeBron has been... Look at the Cleveland team that he took to the finals. Have you seen them lately, how bad they are? Look at the Laker team that he's joined. He didn't join. Paul George was supposed to come with him. That didn't happen, and the Lakers are very good. They look like they're going to be a playoff team. Who knows? Maybe they can win multiple rounds. The thing about Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant, it's been out there for a while. And last season, all we heard was LeBron to the Lakers. That happened. We're, a lot of us are hearing Kawhi to the Clippers. The big one will be Durant. It sounds like it's the Warriors, the Clippers, and believe it or not, the Knicks can be involved. Now, remember when Durant and Draymond Green got in that fight in L.A.? That day, the Clippers brought Bill Russell to the game, and Bill Russell sat down next to Steve Ballmer. They did that for a reason. They did that for Kevin Durant's benefit. Now, I don't know how it impacts Kevin Durant, but they are all in on trying to sign both of those So let me ask this, because you're familiar with the Los Angeles situation and the New York situation. The Clippers are nowhere near as important to L.A. as exactly. the Lakers are. They're not even close to that. This would be like the Nets and the Knicks. The Nets could win three championships, and everybody in New York would care about Porzingis' toe. So why would, <laughs> you, why would you go to the Clippers instead of the Lakers if you're Kawhi Leonard? Kevin Durant, don't want to be with LeBron. It it sounds like Kawhi doesn't want to play with LeBron James. By the way, in Brian Winhorst's story, he says that the Clippers have been at 75% of Toronto's games. So is Kawhi Leonard. He's missed seven. Yeah, he misses a lot. He's, of been, he's been at seventy-five percent. Steph Curry has quickly walked back his comments about men not landing on the moon, and he has enthusiastically accepted an invitation to visit NASA when the Warriors play in Houston. Curry says he was joking and was stunned at the viral quality of his comments and the criticism they received. Curry said, "Quote: I am going to educate myself firsthand on everything that NASA has done and shine a light on their tremendous work over the years, and hopefully people understand that education is power." Informing yourself is power. For kids out there that hang on every word that we say, understand that you should not believe something just because somebody says it, unquote. Frank, what do you think about what Curry's saying now? Steph Curry, like yourself, big golfer. I'm willing to give him a mulligan just for this reason. You're on a podcast with some of your buddies who say something that's stupid. But I watched the show yesterday because if I'm going to fill in, I like to see the competition I have. You and Michael Wilbon hit out of the park. I thought what you said was 100% right. And if you're Steph Curry, your words matter. And you are a popular figure in the NBA. And it's not just you. It's your wife, your kids. It's the first family of basketball in the NBA. And when you say something dumb like that, it's embarrassing. And I'm glad he said what he said today. I'll correct only one thing. Steph Curry is a plus one and I'm a 20. (laughs) So there's a big difference. Um, I could repeat what I said yesterday, but it, it, it's not necessary. 
to go forward. Steph Curry now understands, if he didn't understand before, the power that a star's words have. A small little snippet in a much larger ocean. And that, I watched the morning shows, the news shows. It was on every one. It was on CNN all day today. It would not surprise me, Frank, even a little, if the Warriors and the league went to Steph Curry and said, this is a bad look. You need to reconsider this. I don't even mind that Steph Curry said something to the effect of, you know, I'll, I'll learn what's going on here, which is sort of to imply that I might still believe that somebody didn't land on the moon. I think he's hitting all the right notes right now, as opposed to Kyrie Irving, who has let this thing about the flat earth yeah. dangle for a year, embarrassing Enough. himself, his family, and the league, and Duke, a fine school that he went to. You need to go out there, and if you're wrong, and say, I'm wrong about this, and I'm happy to learn, and you need to understand that you're hurting teachers. Because all and the kids science. say, all the kids say, right. well, Steph Curry says, and then they got to go back over the lesson. Yeah. And I got a chance, in the town that I live in, Buzz Aldrin, Grew up in that town. I've had a chance to meet him. Montclair. Fascinating guy. It, and for Steph Curry to say so, and he's too smart of he a guy. To, by the way, uh, Mark Spears of ESPN reached out to Michael Wilbon. He says he was just joking around. Everybody's well, going to say they were joking. You've got to be sure careful what you say. Let's take a break. Coming up, what happens to the Eagles' playoff chances if Carson Wentz can't play on Sunday? And just what is on the line in tonight's Raptors-Warriors game. Maybe even Kawhi Leonard will play. Why are they scouting him? They think they're going to see something nobody else has seen. Hey, he's pretty good. Wasn't he a finals MVP at one point? And he beat LeBron. So, Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Modelo Especial. Brewed with a fighting spirit since 1925. Technology Truths. Brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, Pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I don't write anymore, but I've never lost my talent for picking the perfect word. What's first? If Carson Wentz can't play on Sunday, the Eagles are blank. Still in it. Even at six and seven, still in it, because this is their move. You go to Nick Foles. You run the table. You get in the playoffs. You put on those dopey underdog masks, <laughs> and you win the whole thing. Now, I know it's hard because they're at the Rams, yeah. and they shouldn't win that game with Wentz or Foles. I think it's a nine-and-a-half-point number now. Could probably go up to 11 if, in fact, Wentz doesn't play. Ian Rappaport reports it's his back, not his knee. I just think they've been through this before, and, and they can win this one. And that's why my word is repeating. The Eagles are repeating, because the same thing happened last year. Filled in the final three games. Now, remember, he won three playoff games, including a Super Bowl. I'm talking about Nick Foles. Let me yeah. ask you this. Prior to last season, the Eagles went 10 years. They won a total of three playoff games. How many playoff games will Carson Wentz win in his career? He has yet to play in one. Probably not going to play in one this year. I like him more than you do. I'll say as many as seven. Oh, I, off Next. the air, we're betting on that Next. One. Tonight's Raptors-Warriors game is blank. It is tilted. It's all going Golden State's way. This is a back-to-back situation for Toronto. And I grant you they're 5-0 and this year in back-to-backs. But they've never gotten Golden State on a back-to-back. And Golden State has everybody there. 
with the combination of Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and Durant, they are 11 and 1 this okay. year. I think it goes there where I think what, what the Warriors should do is fly your boy Buzz Aldrin out there <laughs> for the game ball and, and, you know, when they tip it up. I'm going to say it's legit for the reasons you just gave because when Toronto beat them two weeks ago up in Canada, no Draymond Green, no Steph yeah. Curry, and Toronto won the game. But Kawhi Leonard did not play last night against the Clippers, so he so is he rested. Will play. So while it's a back to back, it looks like he's probably going to play. Do you, do you, do you think Golden State won't win this game? I do think Golden State will win the game, but it's a little, it's more legit. Next. Kawhi will play. Mets manager Mickey Callaway is blank for letting Robinson Cano take it easy to first base. Machado certified by letting Robbie Cano <laughs> loaf his way out there. You get into the Machado sweepstakes because Machado has said, actually use the words, it's not my cup of tea. To run, not, <laughs> not my cup of tea to run hard to first base. Yeah. There's another factor going in this too. The general manager of the Mets, who is the boss of the manager, Brody Van Wagenen, was Robbie Cano's agent, wrote the deal, traded for him. You're going to let him do whatever he wants. I love these highlights because I heard Joe Torre on radio the other day on ESPN say, well, you know, Robbie, that's just the way that he runs. Joe, he's jogging to first base. Yeah. My word here is managing millennials. And the reason I say that, oh. did you see the thing with Joe Madden? Yes. Well, he's reading the book, Managing Millennials for Dummies. For Dummies. For dummies. Hey, Joe, you, you, don't, you don't have to do that. You're a smart guy. You, Next. You'll get an extension. It's blank that Alex Ovechkin has 25 goals in 30 games. It's hangover defying. Yeah. Nobody in history in any sport celebrated winning anything the way Ovechkin celebrated winning the Stanley Cup. He was probably drunk on four or five <laughs> continents. I never expected him to be this good this year. I never expected the Caps to be anywhere near first place. They're in first place right now. Ovechkin's the best goal scorer in the league, and he's picking up empty netters by playing late. He's on pace for 68, his career high is 65. Good job by the empty netters. He's got three of them. Yeah. By the way, I say it's LeBron-like because you're talking about a guy here in the 14th season of his career. He's 33 years old. LeBron going to be 34 in a couple of weeks. He's in his 16th season, still at the top of his game. It's amazing how these athletes, the great ones, can still keep themselves competitive and playing well and in good shape and dominating their The sport. difference with LeBron is LeBron has gone from team to team to get re-energized. Ovechkin has been here the whole way. Ovechkin last year and this year for the first time is described by onlookers as, as being a leader. He was not a leader before this. He gives up his body and he didn't used to do that. He's probably better now than he's ever Sidney been. Sidney Crosby has 15 goals. By the way, how many times do you think Ovechkin lifted the trophy? 4,014. <laughs> Eat your words, Frank. Let's take one last break, but still to come. Trey Young and Luka Doncic face each other tonight. Who will get the better of things? And this didn't turn out to be a goal. What should it have been? Oh, we're going to do that? Yes, that yeah, was nasty. Yeah, Poor for, guy. For the ref. Yes. Bad for the ref. It went to a hockey game. You didn't Not expect a good job. Hospital. I don't want to fill in on that job. No, that's no. <laughs> no. Too much pain involved. In Pardon the interruption is brought to you by White Fit Footwear from Skechers. Happy time. People have the 86th birthday Bob Pettit. In the early years of the NBA, when the Hawks were still in St. Louis, Bob Pettit was probably the greatest small forward. He was an 11-time All-Star and a one-time champion, beating the great Celtics in 1958. I thought Pettit might be the oldest living Hall of Fame player. 
But Bob Cousy is four years older than Pettit yeah. at 90. Frank, I had no idea the Cousy was 90. You know, and Bob Cousy looks good. Andrew Jackson High School, not too far from where the great Tony Kornheiser grew up. Right, but just over the, the line into Queens yeah. from Nassau County. He would have gone to a Valley Stream school or an Elmont school, I think. Happy anniversary, LeBron James. On this day, 16 years ago, while a senior at St. Vincent St. Mary's High School, LeBron James played his first ever game on national TV. Now, I disapprove of televising high school games. I fear it gins up the self-absorbed qualities that characterize too many high school stars and their families. But in this case, viewers got a chance to see one of the few prodigies ever. LeBron James was ready for the NBA when he was a junior in high school, not even a senior. Yeah, he was worthy of the attention. Remember, too, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a junior. Zion Williamson was the Internet sensation last year. But LeBron was a TV star all the way back to his senior high school. Walker was ready for football. Yeah, that's true. He was a senior. Happy trails to this apparent goal. Blues defenseman Robert Bortuzzo tried to dump the puck into the Panthers' zone last night. Instead, it hit referee Tim Peel Ooh. right in the man zone. And ricocheted past goalie Roberto Luongo for the unlikeliest of goals. Sadly, the NHL has a rule that a goal cannot deflect off an official and directly into the net. So Bortuzzo is out of luck. As, of course, was Peel, Bobby Lou, shout out. <laughs> do you give him a little credit, though, for a trick shot? That's I, not easy to do. Very, very good. One correction Four, in eight, October, eight. Kyrie Irving addressed his The Earth is Flat comments, apologizing to teachers and saying he was big into conspiracy theories at the time, but did not deny he felt that way. Big finish quickly. Steelers brought in two kickers for a competition with incumbent Chris Boswell today. Good idea? Well, they signed it for $19 million. He missed two kicks on Sunday. Absolutely, it's a good idea. The Orioles will reportedly hire... Cubs bench coach Brandon Hyde as their manager. Good job. You can only go up, but it's a very tough division. They don't have a lot of money. Greg Popovich passed Pat Riley last night for fourth on the all-time coaching wins list. Who'd you rather have? Uh, they were both blessed coaching great players, but I'll take the New Yorker. I'll take Pat Riley. What about you? Pat Riley. All right. Penn-handed Villanova, their third loss of the season last night. What's up with my care. Villanova? I don't care about Villanova. My son went to the University of Pennsylvania. When you get to look at the Pelester like that, it's great. First time Villanova lost in a big five game since My daughter goes to Villanova. I'm last one, Trey Young versus Luka Doncic tonight. Who'll have the better game? Luka legend. By the way, Jalen Brunson, last two starts, seven for nine in both kids. We're out of time. Try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Corner. And I'm Frank Isola. Thanks for watching. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Pen. Eric at the Palm.